We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky. And this is Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran in South St. Louis. And you are listening to a special share edition of Wrestling with the Basics. Uh, and of course, those of you who are regular listeners, we, we usually at this point will share with you a, a dumb joke. But, but the stations ask that we not do that since they're trying to raise money this weekend. <laughs> Probably a, a smart move, John. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't want to discourage people from giving money. We don't want people to think, that's what my money's going for? Dumb jokes like that? Uh, plus, anyways, Matt, we, we've got a lot of stuff to cover because we have have something from last week we have to finish That's off. Right. Uh, um, do you remember what the text was we were talking about last week, Matt? So we were looking at the crucifixion and one of Jesus' words from the cross, one of the times he speaks from the cross, and he's speaking to that criminal next to him, the one that says, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And then Jesus respl- replies, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. And and uh, the reason why I wanted to come back to that one last time is I always found that a difficult text to apply to to myself and, and to my listeners because frankly, Matt, I don't want to be with Jesus in paradise today, yeah. <laughs> or, or tomorrow, or anytime soon. If it means dying, right, John? <laughs> that, that's right. <laughs> so so someday, yes, I do definitely want to be with Jesus in paradise, and I'm glad knowing that I will be in the future. But what does that passage mean to me here and now? And, and the thing that dawned on me is, see, he doesn't say, today you will be in paradise. That isn't what he says. What he says is truly, which, by the way, in in the original language is amen, and I don't know why the English wants to translate it. Just say amen. We all know. You you use amen all the time, don't you, man? Yeah, every time we pray. I've been in your church services, and people are shouting in the middle of your sermon, amen, Pastor Clark, amen. Uh, uh, but yes, <laughs> we do know what it means. It yeah. means this is how it will be. This It shall be so. And of course, it shall be so because Jesus says, I say to you, I say to you. And anything Jesus says to us, that's how it's going to be. Amen. I say to you. But he says, with me, with me, you will be in paradise. So the initial and first promise that he makes to this man is no matter what happens, sir, you will be with me. Now, ultimately, that will lead to paradise. Absolutely. But but it occurred to me, the promise that you and I have in that verse is that Jesus is with us. Yeah. Um, and, and since a lot of our listeners are kind of dealing with crosses right now, I, I hope not everybody, but I know myself. I got some medical issues coming up. We got these things that trouble and worry us. And we cry out to Jesus, remember us, don't forget us in our struggles. And, and what a great comfort to hear Jesus say this, amen. I say to you, you are with me. You are with me. And, and you will be with me until we get to the whole end of this thing. And we're all together there in that, that garden, uh, this heavenly garden called paradise. So anyway, 
Yeah. I just wanted to share our listeners with us that, that that word does apply to us, both now and, of course, in the future as well. Uh, but I remember there's this hymn that says, if Jesus wasn't in heaven, even heaven would be void and bare. The, the, the really cool thing is having the Lord Christ with you. And then, as Paul says, you know, nothing will be able to overcome you. Uh, everything will work together for your good. Uh, and, of course, that, that final assurance is that there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God, which is ours in Christ Jesus. So anything else you want to say about that, Matt? And then we'll move oh, on yeah. to some no, new material. This, this great words of comfort, John. You know, Emmanuel, God with us, right? That's who Jesus is. And, and I think that's a great point to be made, too, that paradise wouldn't be paradise if Jesus wasn't there. Uh, heaven wouldn't be heaven if Jesus wasn't there. Because I think sometimes we, th- we think about, well, what's heaven going to be like? Well, you know, it, and no more pain or suffering. And that, that's true. Um, you know, feasting maybe and, and you know, wh- whatever. My favorite foods. Reunited with people uh, that, that have gone before us in the faith, right? Uh, loved ones uh, together again. And I think those are all, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. And I think uh, we can anticipate those, some of those joys. But. Uh, again, heaven wouldn't be heaven without Jesus. I mean, he's the one who made it possible. He's going to be the object of our worship and praise and adoration uh, and joy for for eternity. Uh, so yeah, today you'll be with me. So important, uh, with me in paradise. Yeah, thanks, John. Yeah. So so what did you want to talk about today? Because we are moving finally to the resurrection. I'm sure people are thinking, when are they ever going to get to Easter? Yeah. <laughs> but you, you, you wanted to do something that is a, a great teaching that comes after the resurrection of Jesus. And, and what was that, man? Yeah, we have these different resurrection appearances, and I think we'll, we'll talk about that today. And I think next week, too. Um, and one of them is that account where... Jesus appears to his disciples. Remember the evening of, of Easter, and um, they're there behind locked doors, and then they're afraid, and he shows himself to them, showing that he's alive. But again, one disciple's not there, uh, Thomas, and sort of famously, he doubts uh, Jesus is really alive unless he sees with his own eyes and even puts his hand uh, into his side. He's not going to believe. Uh, and then Jesus, I think, mercifully comes back a week later and reveals himself again. Thomas is there, and Thomas uh, recognizes he is alive and just says, my Lord and my God, <laughs> recognizing who Jesus is. Um, but then after that beautiful account... Uh, hey, hey, Matt, yeah, go Matt ahead. Can, can I interrupt sure. you for just a second? Because I just really wanted to highlight the word mm-hmm. you used there, mercifully. Yes. Mercifully, Jesus comes to Thomas. Because I often thought about that. Thomas literally says, I will not believe yes. unless I have it my way, you know. Uh, uh, and if I were Jesus, I would say, well, the heck with you then, Thomas. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but you're right. It's almost like Jesus says, okay, okay, Thomas, really? <laughs> you think you can't believe? Well, all right, there you go, Thomas. Here's my hands. Here's my side. But, of course, what tickles me is then he kind of rebukes Thomas, doesn't he? He says, Thomas, you believe because you see? <laughs> oh, Thomas, Thomas, Thomas. Blessed are those that have not seen and believed. Because, uh, Thomas, yeah, the faith you need, it has nothing to do with what you're seeing. But that's okay. I, I'll, I'll do that for you because I love you. But now, Thomas, we got to move on to the greater thing, which I think is what the next verse that you want to talk about addresses, isn't it? Matt? Yeah. So for those who have not seen and yet believe, which, you know, I would include us in that, how are we going to believe then? Yeah. Well, well John's yeah. given us an account of, of what took place. He's recorded that. He's written it. Inspired by the Holy Spirit. It's, it's the gospel of John. So that's where we're at now. So John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31. 
as John begins to conclude his book. If you don't mind reading those two verses, John. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written, so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Yeah, thanks, John. So I'm going to just, let's set that aside for now, okay? We'll, we'll return to that. Uh, but we'll set that aside for now, those, those words from John. Um, well, I want to think about the Bible uh, this morning, and the the Bible is, is something you know. I think we can say we're pretty fond of, right, John? <laughs> yes, yeah. I make I made a living on it for forty some right. years. <laughs> we're pretty big fans of the Bible. You know, KFUO I think is a pretty big fan of the Bible as we focus on Sherathon. Uh, I think you would be hard pressed to find a KFUO produced show that doesn't, in some way. Uh, talk about the Bible, reference the Bible, share what the Bible says. It's all over the place. Um, we like the Bible. But, you know, to yes, stop... Yes, yes, we, we, we have our dumb jokes, but we really like the Bible better. Yes. As yes. D- indeed most of our listeners. <laughs> I think they would, they would concur with that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so then, you know, that kind of begs the question, but why? You know, why do we spend so much time? I mean, why are we raising money for share so that the Bible can be shared? Why wrestling the basics? Or why are we talking about the Bible? Why did... Why do you and I devote careers, like you said, John, to, yeah. to teaching and preaching the Bible? Um, what's what's the purpose behind all this? What's the purpose of the Bible? What kind of book is the Bible, right? Um, you know, and I think we can look at that from a kind of nuts and bolts kind of way. What kind of book is the Bible, right? It's a, uh, a book that's, well, the word Bible, first of all, it's from the Greek word biblia is where we get that. Uh, and it just simply means the book. Or the books. Uh, that's it. And it's certainly... Yeah, it is, it is. It's the plural, isn't it? Yeah. That That's the thing, too. It, so it, the assumption is it's not just... It, we, we regard it as one book, but it's actually a collection of many books. Exactly. So it, it's, you know, in, in our... We, we've bound it into one book, you know, in our... Uh, you know, the technology we have today. But um, it's, it's 66 smaller books, right? Uh, 39 in the old, you know, 27 in the new... Um, and written by about 40 writers over a span of nearly 1,500 years, which you know I think is incredible, considering that there's still this unified account, this coherent, continuous story. Um, you know, someone's got to be behind that, and we know that someone is is God. Um, it's not a book of fables; it's it's a book of truth. Um, Holy Spirit inspired, the Word of God, uh, and you know, since God doesn't make mistakes. Uh, we, as especially as Lutheran Christians, uh, we believe the Bible is infallible. So it's, which means it's incapable of error, uh, and inerrant, which means it contains no mistakes. Again, this is if this is truly the Word of God, it's not going to have mistakes in it. Uh, this is His holy Word. Um, so again, that, that's all well and good, and good things to know. Uh, but again, what's the purpose of the Bible, and what kind of book is the Bible? So. Want to look and, at a, and, a couple, a few different possibilities, John, as we as we wrestle with that this morning. And 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 before we get to that about the the, the purpose, uh, the very fact that it exists is a miracle. Yes. Uh, when you consider <laughs> that there there was there was all kinds of books. It's not like the the Bible is the only book that was ever written throughout history. There's all kinds of books, and most of them are are gone. Anything from that time period and from that age, we, we may know references about them existing, but the books themselves have long, long since been destroyed. The fact that the Bible still is here after all this time, that 
That's just like I said. It it really is. It really is a miracle. It's amazing. Uh, Matt, I tell you what, we're going to take a little break here because it is uh, um, Shareathon time. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the purpose of this uh, book that has lasted miraculously. This is uh, Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky, and I have with me Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark. And uh, we're glad that you're with us here on this special Shareathon uh, edition of Wrestling with the Basics. Matt, you were going to tell us about what the purpose is of this this Bible that has, has lasted throughout the ages. Yeah, so let's look at a few possibilities of what, what the purpose of the Bible is. So, you know, first of all, maybe the book it, maybe the Bible is a book that, that shows us how to live our lives, right? You know, so maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. the Bible is a, a rule book. And I, I think a case can be made for that, right? And, and there's many people that think, well, that really is what the Bible's about. The Bible shows me how to live my life. And it, well, and it, it, it kind of sort of does, doesn't it, John? Um, yeah. You yeah. know, we think of uh, the Ten Commandments, for instance, um, God's law that's a curb, uh, keeps us sort of on the straight and narrow. Um, it shows us what we are to do, what we're not to do. Um, Jesus, oh my goodness, the different instructions and teachings of Jesus. We think of a Sermon on the Mount. Those are things that we should we should know and learn and take to heart, no doubt about it. Um, so there is there are some rules. There is instruction. There is that sort of teaching in the Bible, most definitely. Uh, and, and and yet the problem is, Matt, uh, if, if you just go at it that way, there's a lot of things that would leave you scratching your head because the Old Testament is filled with all kinds of rules about what kind of sacrifices you need to make and uh, the kind of restrictions on your clothing and your dietary habits. And, and then even Jesus says some pretty crazy things about plucking out your eyes and cutting off your hands. So you definitely get the impression that there must be more. Yeah. <laughs> that it's not just a, a book of rules and regulations, but there must be more to this. And there is so much more. Um, and it's the gospel is the more, right? Uh, it's not yeah. just about rules and what we're to do, what we're not to do, but it's about the gospel. It's about what God has done, what God continues to do for our salvation and really for the salvation of the world. Um, so that that is so important to keep in mind, uh, that the gospel, the, the Bible's more than just a rule book. Because I, I think the other thing is, if, if it's just a rule book, it's really not that different from other so-called holy books either. Um, we think yeah. of uh, world religions, right? Uh, Islam, which means, well, literally means submission. You know, it's based on how well you submit to Allah. We follow the five pillars. Um, we think of Hinduism, where the whole goal is really to, to sort of reach your own perfection, and then maybe you'll be worthy of nirvana. And, you know, that's not Christianity. That's not what the Bible's about. Uh, it's, it, it's, it, it is the faith uh, based ultimately on the gospel, what Jesus has done for us. Uh, by grace, we're saved through faith. Uh, it's not a result of works or following rules so that no one can boast. You know, we think of Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. So, so not primarily a rule book. Not primarily a rule book. And, 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 and Matt, thank you for pointing out that that is the fundamental. You know, people like to say, oh, all religions are basically the same. Uh, but I think you've pointed out, yes, that's absolutely true. All religions, except for Christianity. Because yes, exactly. <laughs> they, they propose a system of rules, a system of behavior, uh, and that by following this, you will get closer to God or whatever ultimate consequences that a greater being may want for you. But but you're right. The, the, the heart of Christianity, 
Honestly, there are rules, right? If we have a God who loves us, he's going to tell us, well, this is the thing you need to do so that you can have joy and that the people around you could have joy. And, and the rules make perfectly sense. I, I don't want someone killing me. I don't want someone stealing from me. I don't want someone uh, messing around with my wife. I don't want someone coveting my possessions or telling lies about me. No, those seem to be pretty basic, fundamental things that should happen if I'm going to be happy and you know, the people around me are going to be happy. But but you're right that the Bible is much, much more than just telling us what to do. Uh, and that is, of course, the distinction between Christianity and all the other religions as well. Most definitely, for sure. Religions of the law, and then we, we have the religion or faith, I would say, of the gospel and Christianity. Big difference. So, that, yeah, that, so, yeah, there's rules in the Bible. The purpose of the Bible is not to be a rule book. So it, another purpose, a possible purpose, maybe it's okay. to maybe it's to increase our knowledge about God. Maybe that's why we have the Bible. Maybe the Bible is sure. to put another way an answer book. It's an answer book. We just uh, our school Word of Life Lutheran uh, competed at Lutheran South in their academic fair, and uh, our school won first place in the Bible B. So all right, we got bragging rights now. So uh, <laughs> we beat all the other Lutheran schools in the region. The Bible B, and, and that's and that's that's great, and that's something to celebrate and to have a knowledge of God's word. That is a blessed thing. Uh, a, a lifelong study of God's word is is a joy. I mean, you and Lynn, I know you do devotions regularly together, and even reading read through the scriptures together, and that's that's fantastic. That's a wonderful thing. We should know about the Bible, right? We should uh, want to, to drink deeply, right, and and grow in that faith and knowledge. No doubt about it. Uh, but at the same time, at the same time, is that the main purpose of the Bible to be that answer book, a book of knowledge? Um, you know, when we get to heaven. Are we going to have a, a Bible trivia quiz we're going to have to take before we enter the pearly <laughs> that's, that's gates? That's right. There will be a test. There will be, there a, will be a test. <laughs> oh, uh, but, but the beauty of it, no, there won't be a test, right? No, no, that's not what it is. Um, it, you know, the, the, really, the, the answer that, that matters is, oh, who is Jesus, right? Um, who yeah. is Jesus? And, you know, to know that he is the way and the truth and the life. Uh, no one comes to the Father except through him. Not someone who knows the Bible forward and backwards. Not someone who just has a basic knowledge of the scriptures. Uh, but, yeah, uh, whoever, the only one that comes to the Father is through Jesus, right? Think of the criminal on the cross where we started with him. To the day you'll be with me in paradise. Um, he would not have won a Bible B. <laughs> no, guarantee no, it. he wouldn't have. <laughs> uh, he's, he's in paradise. He's with Jesus. So, again, good to know about the Bible. But its primary function is not a, a a answer book for us. Well, and and see, I'm gonna because I'm, we always listen to this. Not only do we have our daily devotions, but every Saturday morning, uh, we 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 wake up and we lay in bed and we listen to wrestling with the basics. And and so Lynn, because my my wife would win if we had a Bible contest. In fact, anytime we play any kind of Bible trivia game, we know we know who's going to be the winner. We know who you want on your team. You want Lynn, but just a reminder, Lynn, that's that's not all the Bible is about. <laughs> <laughs> you had to work and just that because in, just because you win all the time, Lynn, that's not what it's all about. 
Fair her enough. job. It's, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad, not a bad thing. thing. And, and of course, she she devotes herself to that Bible reading, not because she thinks, not because she wants to win the trivia games. I I think, <laughs> but because again, she understands there's something greater. There's something more important about the purpose of the Bible and reading the Bible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that's let's get to that, John. You know, so yeah. the Bible is primarily not a, a rule book, primarily not an answer book. What kind of book is it? And I think. We get that in those verses from John. So if you could read that once again, especially verse 31, maybe, of, of John chapter 20. So it, it's kind of helpful. We're getting back to the Bible. Here you go. <laughs> yes, here we go. All right. So here we go. This is why John tells us he, he wrote his book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, John. So when it comes down to it, the Bible, the main purpose, boy, it's, it's I would say, a gospel book. The Bible is a Jesus book, right? It's not just about rules, not just about answers. It's about Jesus. Um, and, you know, that's certainly the theme of John's gospel, that fourth gospel. But by extension, boy, that's the theme of all 66 books of the Bible is Jesus. You know, and, and we think about that, whether it's the Old Testament and, and prophecy and history and poetry, you know, those things are written even still that ultimately that we may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah. Uh, the New Testament, the Gospels, the Epistles, you know, written that we might believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And, you know, f- from Genesis to Revelation, you know, written that we may have life in Jesus' name. You know, that's the purpose of the Bible. Because when you think about it, you know, if you read the Bible apart from Jesus, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> if you're reading the Bible and you kind of take Jesus out of the equation, it really is kind of a dark, hidden book. Um, you got so, you so got to read it with Jesus. Yeah. Matt, are you telling me then that not only would heaven be void and bare if Jesus wasn't there, but the Bible would likewise be void and bare? That's exactly what I'm saying, yeah. I mean, because the the, the written word exists primarily to reveal the word made flesh, Jesus Christ. Uh, That's what, you know, so the the Bible is not the object of our faith, right, John? You know, Jesus is the object of our faith. You know, I think when we're, when by God's grace and, and through Jesus, we're in, in heaven one day and we're all gathered around the throne and Jesus is sitting there in his power and majesty and glory and might, and we're going to be gathered around. We're not going to be staring down reading our Bibles. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to be focused on praising Jesus Christ, right? He's the object of our faith. Um so that, you know, that the Bible exists to reveal Jesus to us. It's a gospel book. It's a Jesus book. And, and one day, yeah, the focus is going to be all on Jesus. You know, he's the object of our faith, uh, not, not the written Bible. And, and Matt Moore, I, I, I just love that illustration you just gave because yeah. that's what we need to remember. The Bible is absolutely important, but it is Amen. absolutely important because it is the means whereby God gives us faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. And, of course, it, it is also it is a guidebook. We don't want to get away with it. It does yep. tell us how we're supposed to love and, and treat our For neighbor. Sure. Uh, uh, but but I, I just that's a good point. Uh, when we get there to heaven, uh, the focus will be on Jesus. Uh, no one is going to be just... You know, the, 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 we, you're right. We don't believe, we don't have faith in the Bible. We do believe in the Bible in the sense that it is the Word of God. Yep. That's not where we put our faith. We put our faith in Christ. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just, just one more point, John, a quick point. I, sure. I love, you know, how, how John, he his whole book is this narrative, you know, Jesus' life, and we're listening in on it, uh, all that Jesus has done. But then yeah, there in verse 31, 
he sort of breaks down the fourth wall, you know, in, in, uh, you know, in theater, there's a fourth wall, right, between the actors and the yeah. audience. But he breaks that down, and John speaks directly to his audience. He speaks directly to us. He says, these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, right? He's speaking directly to us, you know, yeah. Yeah, this is why I wrote this down, so that you may believe, reader of the Gospel of John, uh, even 2,000 years later, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ. Uh, and yet that you there is plural in the Greek. So it's, it's, oh. it's not just that you individually believe, but these things are written that, but, that everyone would believe, that everyone would believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that no matter who they are, no matter where they're from, that by believing they might have life in his name. And I love how John tells us directly, speaks to us. It's like, you know, shouting to us from the pages of Scripture, directly these things are written for you, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ. So I tell you what I'd like to do next week, Matt. I'd like to point out that that's not just something that John says, but I think it's something that all the gospel writers say in one way or the other. So we'll, we'll continue this theme uh, next week on Wrestling with the Basics.